What's going on, everybody? It is the Culture Connoisseur. It is our second episode for those of y'all who've been keeping track at home. Or those of y'all who haven't, you lacking. Um, we're going, we got a really special guest today, man. A dude that's really doing a lot in the streets. He's out here. He's 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 doing a whole lot. So I'm letting him explain to you what he's doing, explain himself, introduce himself to you guys, and we'll go from there. All right. So you. What up? What up? It's your boy Twan, aka Lace. Um, you know, it's first all I'd say, you know, thank you, you know, for having no me on. It's, uh, it's a pleasure. Um, forward to this interview. Uh, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a local guy. Live out here in the Langhorne, Levittown area. Um, I own a barbershop, Lease Uptown, own a salon called Lease Unisex Hair Salon. Also have a uh, skincare business called Aesthetically Lace. Um, I'm a family man. I got a wife. I got four children. Oldest is 16, Ashton. Um, next is my daughter, Teal. She's going to be eight. And my next is a my next daughter is uh, Skyler. She's going to be, well, she's four. And I have my youngest son, whose name is Lex. He, uh, he's he's uh, two. And then my wife, she's pregnant right now with uh, our fifth child. And she's Ooh. due any day now. So, you know, it's it's a true blessing and, you know, whatnot. So, but I'm just, you know, this guy or just hustling, just trying to, you know, make sure I set things up for my kids before I'm out of here with my family. So, uh, I love life, I enjoy life, I enjoy helping others. You know, this is what I do, so. So he's selling himself short, y'all. And that's, and, that's, <laughs> and that's cool, like, I appreciate the humility. I really do, man, but when I, I moved here to the, uh, the greater Philadelphia area, uh, he was a name that kept coming up in conversation, like, oh, you need to be Antoine, you need to be Antoine. And I'm like, man, like, what's Antoine got? So funny story is how I actually end up really, really running into him, but, um, I actually didn't have a barbershop. This was before I had my dreads, and I was, you know, I was trying to go to the barbershop. I was real peasy. Had nowhere to go. So my, my cousin, who's a white guy, had told me, uh, Sarah's, uh, Sarah's cousin, uh, Eric, had told me, man, go to Lace. They'll get you right. And I go in the barbershop, not knowing. I walk in there. I was supposed to meet up with another barber, but he's super booked. So I ended up saying, you know what, listen, man, give me somebody. Throw me somebody that might not have the clientele, but they can cut. He ends up throwing me to Dale. So I walk up to Dale. Now, looking at Dale, you would not think Dale is, like, nice <laughs> with the Clippers. Just no disrespect to Dale. I love him to Dale. But just looking at him, you wouldn't be like, oh, man, I'm going to go to him and get a cut. Man, cool. go to Dale. Dude slices me up better than any dude I've had in South Carolina or Virginia. Um, he was super cold with the, with the Clippers, uh, the attention to detail. And then he starts hitting me. I was like, yo, like, this place is called Lace. Like, who owns this? Hear the name Antoine again. And I was like, dang, Lace, that's so super dope. He's like, oh, man, his last name is Lovelace. And I was like, so I would have just, honestly, me personally, I would have just used my real name. I would have just been like, Lovelace, I've been everywhere. <laughs> but knowing him and the humility that he got, he used that to play on it. And uh, we're going to get into a couple things um, about, like, just breaking down the business for people. Like, um, the whole point of this podcast is basically to show people who might be looking to get into it. But they haven't been told how to do it. Haven't been instructed the good and the bad. And sometimes even how to do it. We just expect people to go out here and do it successfully. 
So uh, we're gonna get into some stuff, man, and we're gonna break it down. We're gonna be real candy. I'm gonna try to be as uh, nice to you as possible. Yeah, let's, I go. Know. let's go. Let's go. You ready? ready? I'm ready. Man. All right. So number one. Yes, sir. All right. What's something that you would go back and tell your younger self that would have helped you today that you learned? Um, so what would I tell my younger self? I would have told myself to cut hair. You know, I started cutting hair at 30. Um, I'll be 40 in December, so coming December. Um, you know, in this in this nine you know nine year September will be my ninth year of cutting hair. Well, no, tenth year of cutting hair. Um, you know, I I learned a whole lot, obviously. You know, right. but I built quick. You know, I had my first shop after three years. Um, my father-in-law who helped me. You know what I mean? Um, so. You know, I would have, I would have told myself. I tell people all the time, like, I wish I would have started cutting hair when I was twenty, or even like I even a teenager. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, because what it has brought me now, you know, it's just crazy. You know what I mean? Right. So many different opportunities, so many different people I met, so many different weddings, all just everything that's happened. Um, you know, it's just, it's just been a true blessing. Um, but then I always think, like, all right, this was obviously in my. You know, I'm a strong faith, you know, man of God. You know, God put me in this position. Like, he didn't want me to cut hair at that time. He wanted me to, you know, go through what I went through. Um, and then later in life, set me up for, you know, my career and right. what I got going on now. So, um, I'm very thankful for that. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, um, that's what I would have told myself. True. Dang, you should have started now, you know what I mean? Yeah. So we, we talk about that a lot. Like, me and my friends always talk about, like, you know, like you say, a man of faith, and we always talk about God always giving you that blessing when you can handle it. Yeah. Like 100%. me personally, I couldn't handle the blessings that I got now mm-hmm. at 20 years old. I couldn't. Absolutely. I would squander it. Yep. You know, I would squander it. 30, 32 now. At 20, 22, let's take a decade back, I would have squandered away all the blessings God would have given me. Yep. And I wasn't. I wasn't able to. I didn't have a bandwidth to handle sure. whatever um, that He had in store for me. And now I, I get it. I, I respect it. I. I cherish it. Even if then I meet people, I try to cherish those relationships. So like, yeah. I wouldn't have cultivated relationships back Absolutely. then. I would have definitely did some crazy stuff. Yeah. Got mad about <laughs> something real petty, yeah. and I would have messed up those relationships just because of a disagreement or something, or some type of disparity. Yeah. I would have messed it up. I agree, hundred percent, dude, hundred percent, man. All right, so this is a big one. This is one I'm actually interested to hear. <laughs> what are your three rules that you follow in business? Oh, three rules I follow in business. Um, I think the first, my first, my first rule would be stay true to yourself. Um, like the reason I say that, uh, you know, me personally, I'm a very giving person. I'm a very um, helpful. Like I'm always like looking to help people. I always help people. That's just that's just been instilled in me since I was little. Um, you know, I was came from a crazy background, so it's, I'm, anytime I'm able to help others, I'm there. I'm, I'm always helping. So, right. Um, but like I said, I you know just just uh, being true. Sometimes it it bites you in the butt. It bites you in the behind. You know, you get some people that know that you're just a good, genuine dude. They try to take advantage of you, and it makes you almost like, man, I ain't helping nobody. It's crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, how you did to me? I'm out here looking out for you. you know right. What I'm saying? Right. And 
it's so you can easily like re, you know resort to like no nah, I'm not helping no one but it's just like this is me I can't help that like I can't right. change the person that I am this is how God made me this is this is me I have to be you I have to be me you know what I mean it's, it could bite me in the in the butt but it is what it is I just, I just deal with it sure. you know what I mean so um, that's the first and four that's my number one to me um, three rules all right. Um, understand how my number two would be understand how the world works so I guess things always change you know what I mean so for me you have to always like I'm in business but I'm still looking and seeing what's going on how I change stuff like I have to so say like alright they're doing this now alright let me just let me do my variation of that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm always paying attention you to, to adapt. Like, you gotta be able to adapt, like, on a dime. To right. Me, you know what I mean? So, I'm always looking, seeing what's going on. I know people say, oh, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I understand that, but you have to always, you know, remain uh, relevant. You know yeah, what I mean? That's and, the word. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, um, so I'm, I'm always, you know, my wife always said, like, you always, that's, get out of your head. You're always thinking about stuff. You're always doing this. I'm like, that just means I'm always just paying attention. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm always looking, like, what's a new trend? Like, what, listening to what, sometimes, like, I tell, like, a lot of my barbers, right? Or just for instance, for example, you know, some of my barbers, they don't want to open up their shops and stuff, you know, eventually, which is good. Like, I, I, pro, I, I push them to, if one day, if they do decide to open their shop, when they leave my shop, they leave and don't open up their own shop, whether it's my barbers or hairstyles or whatever right. it may be. Um, but I look, I was like, when you own something, like, for me, it's like, I'm, I could be cutting your hair, right? Right. I'm listening. Anybody that's in that room, I'm listening to their conversation. I'm right. listening to what people are saying, like, everything. Like, you have to know who's in the room, like, at all times. You know what I mean? Where this is something I'm trying to tell my guys. I'm like, look, yeah, you good barbers, but when you're in business, that's totally different. That has, you're not even a barber anymore. No you are a business person. Business you got to know what's going on, what people are saying. As in your barbers, as in the, you know the, the, the clients, you gotta listen. You know what I mean? Right. And that's one thing that's about major, me man. that uh, you know I really feel that major. You know you have to be able to do. You know for sure. Um, and my third uh, three rules. Um, you ain't got one. We can go to something. yeah. No, I got no. I, I always got stuff. <laughs> dude. I got a lot of stuff, man. Um, third is um, uh, capital. I mean, you need capital. You need some money. You always got to reinvest money back into the business. Yeah. Um, people, as you know, it was always cool when people were like, yeah, you, you always got something new in here. And it just, again, you know, because I'm always reinvesting in the shop to try to keep it as relevant as possible. Right. New ideas pop up in my head. I just got to bring it to life. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's, you know, that's, the, uh, but you need capital too. You, know you do. You yeah, do. So um, that's my three things, I guess, in business. So what was really cool about going into your business for the first time is it's got like a real street city subway vibe. Mm -hmm. If you guys ever had a chance to go on Lays, go in there, it's going to blow your mind and stuff they, they've done. Um, from the time I first went, about maybe maybe a little bit under a year ago, mm -hmm. or a little bit more than a year ago, to now, like it's, the the thing, you got everything. You had a tattoo shop in there, mm -hmm. you got, now I'm looking for t-shirts for my new business and I, I go to him, I'm like, yo, like, where can I get, you know anybody that makes t-shirts? And now, of course, I know he has a lace brand. Everybody, <laughs> you see these t-shirts everywhere in Langhorn area. It's like, saw some kids at the Chamonix wearing it. I'm like, man, where do you get these shirts from? 
And then he says, hey, man, I got a T-shirt a t-shirt guy in my building. And that's Christian. Just, yeah, now Christian. Found him. Found him. <laughs> as soon as you got, like I said, cultivating these uh, these um, these relationships mm-hmm. and stuff like that, yeah. that's a part of it. Having, mm-hmm. being a one-stop shop, mm-hmm. being able to encompass as much as you can into being that one-stop shop, staying relevant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I don't, if I'm a tattoo guy, I got all the tattoos all over me. I'm, if I can get a haircut and a tattoo and get my t-shirt made yeah. that I want, yeah. <laughs> and all in the same place, I'm hitting, man. Like, yeah. you got, you really got, you mm-hmm. really got something special. I'm not saying that to gas you, yeah, yeah. but you got something going, and the fact that you're continuously changing is what I think a lot of the listeners who are looking to start their own, looking to be an uh, entrepreneur, mm-hmm. that's what we need to hear, because a lot of times the people just tell you, oh, like, just go out there, it'll, it'll just happen. Yeah. It, it won't just happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got to push, you got to grind, you got to constantly change with the times. Yeah, and just for instance, like, even with the t-shirt thing, like uh, my guy Christian, he's a young kid, um, he was a client of mine, and I cut him, I cut his, his three brothers, his dad, Frank, his great people, man, my mom, dude, he's great people, and, you know, Christian was coming in, he was in college, Right. you know, we just talking about business stuff, and he, he worked at another t-shirt, he worked for a t-shirt company, I'm like, dude, like, Get your own. You already, he's like super talented. Like he can like, he's a, for me, he's my guy where he can take my thoughts and put it on the computer for me. You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I said, dude, like, listen, you can do your own thing. Like it's easy. Like you, once you get your machine, you understand business. Cause we talk, you know, we were talking right. about stuff and even though he was young, he get in his dad's very, you know, his dad's very supportive and whatnot. I said, dude, you can do this yourself. And then put, you know, put it in him. And then he's like, yo bro, like, I mean, I got a space in here that you can, I said, dude, like, once you get in here, you're going to have me as a client, and then, you know, I'm going to bring you mad people, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and how I run my shop, everyone has their own brand, I really right. try to make them, you know, they work in my business, but they're not me, yeah. they're, they're themselves. And like, they'll did the fade. Like they'll that's... the fade, you know what I mean? That's just me just helping them, so like I said, going back to what I was saying earlier, if they do decide to leave, or it's not to open their own shop. They already know how to do it. And yeah. They already built themselves at my shop. Hey, Amen. You know what I mean? And that's and a lot of dudes ain't like that. A lot of guys. A lot of guys. If you leave them, you're dead to you yeah. and all this. And, and yeah. that's a part of the business it's model. It's yeah. a part of the business model. Like yep. if you leave me, and I always tell my, I always tell everybody, and I know this is off what we're talking about, but I always yeah. tell all my friends, there's enough food for all of us. To everybody. Eat. There's everybody. enough, and then we're in a mindset like, and not even in just. The, in the country, in the world, we're in a mindset that I gotta get everything. Because mm-hmm. if I don't get it, yeah. then my family don't eat, and that's yeah. not true. Like, yeah. there's enough to go. Like me personally, I'm I'm in the sneakers. Everybody knows I'm a sneaker guy. Yeah. Um, and I and I use this analogy a lot. If I need a pair of the retros, mm-hmm. and I can't get them, but I know my boy got them. He don't even really care for them shoes. He uh-huh. just got them to collect, and I make him an offer. Because it's me, and because I've cultivated a relationship, I'm more like I'm going to come up with them shoes, even though I didn't jump on them as quick as I should have. Because of that relationship I've cultivated. The same way with everything. You can eat. As long as you treat people with kindness and respect, you can eat in this world. Dude, I tell people all the time, like, people like, it's funny, like, when people, they listen to me, and they'll they'll, they'll be taken back when they hear something I say. I'm like, they're like, are you mad at they moved over? I'm like, no, I don't, I don't care that. That shop can move directly next door to me. That's what's up. I said, do you think McDonald's gets mad when Burger King goes up across the street? No. The people who like Burger King go to Burger King. The people who like McDonald's go to McDonald's. So I don't. I never look at anything as competition. Right. Like I'm not worried about them. Like I'll pass on people. Like I don't. 
it's more than enough people out here. You know what I'm saying? Like you just right. said, like that's the problem with a lot of people, a lot of business. They're like, oh, this is our competition, this is our competition. No, just worry about you. Worry about your brand. Build your brand, and those people want to come. They don't. Don't worry about what everybody's got. Right. Everybody's got going on. That's the last thing I'm worried about. You know what I mean? This is what I, and this is what I teach. You know, people underneath my wing. Don't worry about. Just worry about you. Worry about your brand, and it's going to work. That's it. That's you know what So. All right, man. He goes to some. He got some real stuff right here. This is a. This is why I know. I, I got a really good support system. I have a great support system. My wife, my my kids, they don't really do nothing to support. They just, I guess, they just exist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So like they <laughs> they're here and they're a reason why I do it. But yeah. man, let's talk about support systems, man. I, I know you have one. Yeah. How how important is your support system? Because you have a lot of of businesses. You have a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I have a lot. Yeah, I ain't talked about some of my other businesses as well, but um. Dude, my wife, man, like, it makes me, like, I get a little weird, choked up. Not, you know, like, yeah, it's I weird. feel a certain type of way, like, when I bring it up. Just because I remember when, you know, I was working in the shop. I didn't have my own shop. And, you know, I, met, I had a conversation with her father. And he was actually just my my wife's dad. You know, right. He wasn't, my wife and I weren't married with him yet. And, you know, he he, he, um, he said, mentioned to me, like, yeah, you know, one day, like, you should do your own thing. I'm like, yeah, I want to do my own thing. But I don't want to just open up a shop and open up a shop. I want to create, I want to create a brand. That's my whole thing, like, and and be a brand and really build. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, I just don't want to say, oh yeah, I got a shop. Like I don't want that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, and and at the time I didn't have the funds to do that, and that's where my father-in-law came in and was like, look, all right, look, I'll front you. You know what I mean? And gave me the money to do it. You know what I mean? To do the yeah. shop. You know what I mean? Which was a blessing. That's you a know blessing. what I mean? Like he believed in me. He didn't. He didn't know anything about the hair stuff, and he didn't care enough. Here you go, figure it out. And I, you know, and I figured it out. You know what That's I mean? Like it. immediately. You know what I mean? But, but my wife, you know, I. So when I, you know, when I got the shop, I told her we had a conversation. I had a conversation with her, and I had a conversation with my son, my oldest son, because it was only us, right? And my oldest son is not with my wife. But um, I said to my wife, I said, listen. I'm not going to be around a whole lot because I have something I have to create for us and our family to come. You know what I mean? Yeah. I need to be in the shop. I need to build this to where I'm able to have some, you know, what uh, Casey always says, is, um, financial freedom. I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's no, financial freedom. That's um, what it is. I'm not saying I'm rich or anything like that. No, 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 no. You, know it's just, you work. You, you work now so you don't have to work later. Exactly. As hard. You know, as yeah. what I'm doing now. I mean, that's, you know, whatever. So I said, look, I need you to understand that. Don't think that I don't want to be here. I'm just at the shop. You know what I mean? I have to build this. You know what I mean? And she's like, I got your back. You know what I mean? That's dope. And that's, that was for me, that was, you know, it showed me exactly, I'm trying to make my son worry, but um, that showed me the exact person who she was. True. You know what I mean? She believed in me. She trusted me to all right, he's going to make this happen for us. You know what okay. I mean? Like, we're not going to have a lot, but he's going to make this happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? My son, I said to my son, Ashton, he was probably, uh, it was 2010, no, I got in 2013, so he was uh, around, I don't know, whatever. He was young, and he was just in, in sports and whatnot. I said to him, we had a conversation in the car, I said, look, I'm going to miss some games, dude. Like in the in the beginning, I want to still be here for you. I want to miss some stuff because you know, you know, at his at his age, he was like six, seven, you right. know, around that age. A lot of the games are 
Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Saturday. That's prime you know time I mean? for cutting. That's prime time for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I said, dude, I want to miss some games, but it's going to come to a, a point where I'm not going to miss anything. And I'm make sure. You know, God willing, I'm still on this earth. I'm not going to miss anything. You know what I'm sure. saying? So he said, no, I understand that. I don't miss anything. Now. You know what I'm saying? Just because. But just to, just for them, that was my main support system because they were the most important people to me at that, that time. time. You yeah. know what I mean? Obviously, I have kids now, you know, more kids, you know, my wife and I, and, uh, you know, but they were they were my, the rocks you know, yeah. at that point. Their foundation. Their foundation. Another foundation. Um, so that was, you know, my major support system. Yeah. You know, my father-in-law, obviously, like I just said, you know, um, he's been instrumental in this whole thing. Uh, just guidance, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, just telling me, you know, certain things and, I'm, you know, just figuring it out, you know what I mean? True. Um, but a lot of this stuff was, you know, how I was able to build and, you know, build quick was because um, just being a good person. That's that's just what it is at the end of the day. Like, so many people come into my shop. I, I don't cut 90, 99% of these people, no. you know what I'm saying? But they come into the shop because of what... I built over this time. You know what I mean? Just relationships, as in being at games, building relationships with kids that were small. You know, now they're taller than me now. You know what I mean? I'm six two. You know what I mean? Um, just being, just being in, the, just being present. You know what I mean? Right. And just being around and just like doing different things in the community. So, um, but again, like I said, just going back and my faith in God. Obviously, that's number one. Right. Then you know, I'm family, I'm sorry, but um. You know, it's just, but my, my wife, you know, just understanding that this is what it's going to take for us to get to the next level. You know, trust me, I'm going to make, make it happen. You know what I mean? And my son, you know, just saying that I understand what right. you have to do. You know what I mean? And that's tough, man. That's it is. That's super it is. tough. Like, yeah. And with the podcast, I mean, I don't, I'm not, like, big, like, by no means. Mm -hmm. um, but my wife, like, she just buying microphones. Like, something as simple as buying microphones yeah. for me or looking be. up, yeah, looking up, like, how to... You know, oh well, you need this type of camera to be able to project or to save the files and to mm -hmm. make the file small. Like some stuff, I wouldn't even think she would know, but she ended up doing like birthday for every birthday. I'm always asked for shoes. Like yeah. you know, like yeah, it's yeah. just it's certain same things. Person, man. Yeah, same <laughs> dude. Like you ask for shoes. Like I asked mm -hmm. for shoes for so much, and then for her to have the uh, almost like the discernment to even know what's coming out. What's coming out? Yeah. Like I need to be able to release this know into the style. world. Yeah, yeah know yeah. what I need. So like. Yeah. Without her, without that situation, without my family backing me, like I would also be in that same position. So mm -hmm. I get it, man. Like yeah. support is major, man. Even yeah. my friends, like I got a couple friends that, like, and no matter what time I do the po the podcast, no matter how long it takes me to get it out, mm -hmm. they're still listening there. Hey, man, he, you, hey, when you had a podcast, yeah, like, yeah. You also need those people. Yeah, yeah, that's. You need those people to push you. you need, yeah, 100%. And, like, iron sharpens iron. So, yeah. like, you got probably homies, partners that... Yeah, that's, that's another... I didn't mention them, but that was, like, my top people as in my wife and my kid, my son. My my boys, I mean, we've been boys for, you know, a long time, and they always there, you know, and they always supported me. they always been there. Like, my, my, my uncle, my Cliff, he's, like, just been there. Like, my mom died, and he took me and my brother and my sister. Like, right. That's my God, you know what I mean? Like, right. he's been there for me. Like, you don't have to come by. The, you don't have to like say anything, but he's there. You know what I mean? Right. He, he make sure when we do talk, it's like we talk every day. You know what I'm saying? Like, we never miss a beat. You know, my little cousin, his son, which is my cousin, but I call him my brother. You know what I mean? Like, that's my rock. You know what I mean? True. Like, his name's Cliff. You know what I mean? And this, we just like he's not my blood brother. He's my cousin, but 
that's my blood. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like we laugh about this all the time, but like I guess in the black community, I don't know. My, like my like my white friends, right, you know <laughs> like they always ask me like, why is everybody your cousin? And it's like, if my like my dad, for example, my dad's got a best friend named Curtis, and he also has a best friend named Bill. But Bill is actually his actual cousin. Okay. But my dad's best friend's name is Curtis, and so my his children and me and my brother grew up like brothers and sisters so that's my god brother and sister and my wife thinks it's the funniest thing like oh like you got god whatever god brother says what is that what is that and we do it different but i think in our community in our, yeah. it's, a black, it's, a, it's, it's a black, black thing and it's, it's like in our community like that unity is like letting you know like this person is close to me like my brother and yeah. you yeah. mess over him you mess with him you yeah. got to deal with me and that's like i'm gonna treat that like my brother yeah. and okay. that part of it is what I'm going to get into next, my next part of this is we are both in interracial marriages. Like, my wife is a little short white girl from, you know, Nishamni, Levittown area. Yeah. And I know your wife is a major part, and you have biracial kids. So, yes. I, for me, um, for me, I will say this, for me in my situation, my marriage, um, life sometimes be, people think life is strange for us. In the sense of whatever is going on in the world with the whole Black Lives Matter thing. And I always tell people that my life and my marriage isn't strained by this. Mm -hmm. Because we're solid. Like we're Our solidarity is good. And I can understand why people would think that, but my wife chose a side a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So, like, it's, you know, like, I think that in this day and age where we're at, I don't think that, like, for our children, I don't think that that color thing is going to be an issue. Mm -hmm. I don't know. What are, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, dude, my thoughts is that I don't, I guess this is weird that I'm saying this. I don't have any thoughts on, on it. You know, I just, I just live. I just live life. I don't, I don't look at people with color or skin. I just don't care. I don't care enough. You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of people, it's funny, like, I've done other podcasts. I've done, like, people, you know, cops stop me, ask me questions, they know me, and they, like, wanted to pick my brain about different things and I'm just listen I'm, I'm just like I just don't I don't look for racism I'm not I'm not worried about it I don't even I guess I had I had did a podcast not too long ago and, I, and it, this was like one of the kind of like on the same lines the question and I said from since the time I was able to remember I've had white aunts right right so say three four you know so my whole life until I'm, I'll be 40 this year so from that time when I was able to remember there's always been I always had white aunts, right? Right. White cousins. Right. You know what I mean? Which is like my uncle's wife's family. So that's my cousin. Right. So call him cousin to this day. Right. You know what I mean? I look you know what I mean? So me growing up, it never it never I never thought of it like that. It was just something right. just, it was just normal to me. Right. You know what I mean? So even now to this day, like I mean, I didn't know I was going to marry my wife. You know what I mean? Right. She's, you know, she's Caucasian, but I never, I never look at it. I don't, I'm just attracted to the beauty. I mean, right. Beauty is beauty. You know what I mean? Right. To me, I don't care, you know, what color, you know, you know, the person is. I never, it's funny, like, I, I remember, I had said, I mentioned this before in, on another podcast, and a guy, and I, I talked about how when I got to college, right, that was the first time, like, race came up to me. Right, and it was one of my teammates. He said to me, "Yo, how do you talk to white girls?" And I said, "You talk to a white girl like you talk. How do you talk? I said, how do you talk to a black person, a black girl?" He's like, "Oh no, it's different." I'm like, 
No, it's not different. It's a person. You talk to him the same exact way you talk to anybody else. Right. He was like, nah, it's just different. I'm like, it's only different because you're making it different. If you don't look at it like that, this is the same way I teach people how to cut hair. If you look at hair by color, you ain't going to learn how to cut no hair. If you look at hair for hair, you're going to be able to cut anybody's hair. Because the texture. It's just That's hair. It's just hair. You see what I'm saying? People get, I'm dealing with this right now, with some of my you know, barbers, like I got two new, uh, two. well, I got three new barbers, they're white, they're Caucasian girls. And I'm like, listen, stop looking at the color of that person. Just look at the hair. It's hair. I'm teaching you the same exact steps that I'm teaching you on the black person. I'm showing them, look, you do this, you do this, and you do this. The next person, now this person, a black person comes in. It's this, it's this, it's this. Chinese person comes in. It's this, it's the same exact steps. That's how I treat life. It's, we all the same. You bleed like me. If I cut you right now, you bleed red. If I cut your wife, I cut my wife, you bleed in red. You know what I mean? She ain't bleeding white. She bleeding Not red. Yet. You know what I'm saying? So that's where, you know, our society, we, everyone's so worried about color. And if you, you keep you keep thinking about color, then it's going to be an issue. If you don't think about the color, just, you know, you just rock out. I had I had someone say to me, they had, we were talking, and they got kind of mad at me. Um because in our conversation, I said that I understand what happened back then with us, you know, like, you know, our slaves, you know what I mean? I get it, like, it was, it was messed up. You know, I was almost cursed, but it was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, it was, no, I try to, I got, I'm gonna put this out, I don't want to right. kids, but um, it was crazy, it's crazy as hell. You know what I mean? Like that, what we went through, you know what I mean? What other races went through, like Jews, like, it's all, you know, everybody went through yeah. something, you know what I'm saying? So I said, I understand that what happened back then to our people, which was, you can't take it back. It is what it is. It happened. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I, that's not my focus. You feel what I'm saying? My focus is I got to keep living. I got to keep working for my kids. I got to, I can't worry about what happened back then. I got to worry about what's happening right now. Okay. For instance, okay, we're going through this stuff right now. With you know, with the um, you know, God choke, you know, with the knee oh, and George Floyd, I mean, George Floyd, George Floyd, all that stuff with cops and all that, and it's like, I can't stereotype cops. I got mad cops that come into my shop that I'm cool with, that that love me, that I love them back. I love their families. You know what I'm saying? Like, and they're white. You know what I mean? Like, I've just, I never let race ever be a part of my life. You know what I mean? Like, people like, do you get? Do people like, do you get? Weird stairs. I'm like, I don't know, because I'm not looking for her. True. You know what I mean? You're looking for it. If you know this, you're looking for it. Unless someone say something to you, which I never, you know, had anyone say anything to me. I never had True. no one say anything to my face. Now, I'm not saying what they, they can be like, hey, twa, yeah, yeah, and then be yeah, behind the my car, back yeah. and say something. They can say it to my face, so I don't know. Now, I'm not looking. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? So, I just worry about what's going on now and how... You know, and what I teach my children, and my children don't know color. They just live life. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what it's going to be. And I truly honestly believe by, you know, when we're out of here and say like 2050, like, I think majority of people are going to be olive skin anyway. You know what I mean? Which is mixed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because everyone's just mixing other races anyway. So it ain't, <laughs> we're going to be the minority. You know what yeah. I mean? You know, like, man, y'all still make black people? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's what it's going to be. I yeah. just had told, uh, it was like a conversation I had with one of my, one of my good, good friends, uh, Daryl. I had told him, I was like, man, listen, like, 
I get it. And I and like I'm a big person on history. Like I like study a lot of history. I know a lot about a lot. And I remember I think I mean, might even say this to you. So I was like, I think black people in the South are shell shocked. I think we're still shell shocked about racism because we almost deal with it on a, like a different level. Because uh, we were talking, and you were, I remember you said that to me in the shop, and I was like, yo, like I never thought about it from that. Way. I never thought about it regionally. I yeah. never thought about if racism was regional because we always say it's really bad down south, and mm-hmm. it is. It is really bad down south, yeah. and my sh- and my PTSD from it is a way different from yours. Yeah. If you've even had any, mm-hmm. and I remember telling my boy, I was like, you know what's crazy is I just met somebody today, and he just told me something I never thought about that because my racism was dealt with regionally because I'm from a certain place, mm-hmm. that I might have been projecting that on somebody else who might not have had that same yeah. experience, yeah. and um. And I and I, I thought about it for a minute. I thought about it for a day or two. We had a conversation. I still thought about it. I told my wife. I, I thought about it with her too. I just it's like you know. I I almost think that like sometimes when I have conversations with like my white friends here, it's almost like sometimes they're more afraid of us mm-hmm. than we are of them. But when I go down south, my white friends are not afraid of us. Yeah. We're more afraid of them. Because of what they've been able to get away with in certain ways, and I don't mean that to bring it up like in a negative way. I'm just, I think that sometimes because we have a north and a south, east and a west, mm-hmm. there's regionally there is a, there are always. I think there will be some form of uh, discrimination, mm-hmm. maybe not racism, but definitely a form of discrimination. Because until I meet somebody, like you said, you shell shock people when you talk to them. Mm-hmm. Like my first, <laughs> I went to a job interview one time. And it was, I don't know, the guy didn't look at the name. I guess he would just only see the last name. So he didn't pay attention to the first name. So he calls me. He says, I'm looking for Mr. Dean. So I'm just on the phone talking to the guy, having a good old conversation with him. He's like, oh, man, I can't wait to have you come in for your for your face-to-face interview. I think you're going to do great. You're probably going to get the job. And I was like, okay, great. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll walk in. He is looking like a deer in headlights, man. He, he couldn't. If his face could tell a million stories, it would tell it. And he was just like, um, yeah, yeah, well, I'm looking for Mr. Dean. I was like, this is me. What's up? How you doing? And I meet him. He's like, and I, he honestly said, you know what? I have never done this, but I am just going to go ahead and say, I thought you were a white guy. Wow. But, and I, and I asked him, like, after the interview was over, I asked him, I was like, you know, you said I you know, made a thought it was a white guy. What did that mean? He was like, it's like, man, it's like, I hope you don't get offended by this, but like the way you were able to articulate yourself, your mannerisms, and the way you spoke on the phone and were like kind of eloquent. Like, I thought you might have been a, a, a white guy. And I was like, man, I, I was like, well, honestly, I'm not offended because you thought I was a white guy. I, I'm offended more so that you don't think that black people can be eloquent or can, you know, can speak that way. And he was like, no. And after, funny story is, after that day, he was still, he was still in our HR department when I left to go to the military. We were the best friends. We used to go to lunch together. And I think if we can stop getting, not only just, um, if we can stop getting, ups- not so much upset, but we take time to educate people. Mm-hmm. Not so much, we can't be, you can be upset about something, but you yeah. can also take the time to educate somebody on something they might not have um, have experience yeah, with. 100%. Yeah, and I think this is a teaching experience. Like yeah. our kids are going to be, our, our, my kids are teaching me stuff daily. Mm-hmm. 100%. And so I'm thinking, hopefully. Teach like, me how to be bad. <laughs> yeah, teach me how teach me how to be better. You know, yeah. like, I want to be better. And, like, 2050, like you said, maybe. Yeah. I'm praying and hoping that 2050, we'll be having the same car. We'll be old. Yeah, old yeah, dude. Old, super old. And we'll have that conversation, like, oh, man, I remember when it was like this, but it's so glad it's like this. And, yeah, yeah. 
You know, it's a beige nation everywhere. Yeah, beige nation. So it's yes. like, we'll be having that. Yeah, like I said, man, you just, you have to, you, it's just so important to not teach color. Like, like, I don't even think we should be teaching that stuff in school. Like, I don't, because you're teaching it. You're teaching racism. You see what I'm saying? Like, just, just teach people how to live. Teach people how to and just enjoy people. You know what I mean? Like, that's it. You know what I mean? Because you can't keep reverting back to what happened. I get it. You know what I mean? It happened. I can't change it. Right. No matter what, I can't go back 50 years ago and change that. You know what I'm saying? I can't do nothing about it. I, all I can do is be me now and just treat everyone the same. That's it. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a good thing to live You by. know? Like, my wife, you know, she... We both have, we both have fucking alive, and it's like her life is so different than mine. You know what I mean? But it wasn't her life was what it was. My life was what it was. That didn't matter. It was what we what created you were together. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what it was. I get it. Who cared? About, you know what I mean? What she went. If you through. lived a certain way before you met me, like I get it. You know what I mean? That's just I can see how, it. That's how I personally. And I try to get people to think like this. I try yeah. to get people to have these conversations mm-hmm. because if you can have the conversation. And listen to listen and not listen to respond. Yeah. I think people people do that so often. You just listen to have that rebuttal. Yeah. And like you kinda you have to actually listen to the person. Like normally I wouldn't I would think that your your idea would be crazy to me. Because like my mind is like I'm like super like, no, we gotta stand up, we gotta fight. And it's <laughs> I get it. And I and I and I understand your, your point of view because your experience was different than mine. Mm-hmm. I actually have to see it from both sides. Yeah, yeah. And seeing it from both sides is saying, okay. And I guess, don't get me wrong. No, I can no, see it from you your it. side. I yeah. can see it from your side. I get it. You know and what I mean? I think just saying, like you're saying, like, if, I don't want to not teach it. Because mm-hmm. I think we need to teach it. But I think, like you're saying, maybe if we teach it, maybe we just put it all out there. Like, say everything all at once. You just don't teach it for six years. You put it all out there. You say, listen, this is everything you need to know. Mm-hmm. This happened. We don't want to repeat this. Yeah. So whatever we got to do to not repeat this it's in the form of teaching you guys. Like, you don't need to hate white people. You don't need to hate any race. Yeah. You need to know what happened because if you don't know what happened, one day somebody might do this shit. <laughs> might just be out here looking crazy. Nah, you right. I mean, you you one hundred percent right. And 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 in my philosophy, the way I think about it is just like, if you just teach to love somebody, it's not going to matter what happened. It's not going to matter what color skin they are. Right. You're not going to. Eventually, those people want to die, die out. out. Yeah, you I know what I mean. Yeah. Like that's how I, that's how I look at no, it. No, you're right, man. Y'all racist, all right? Don't worry, y'all. You know, we all y'all gonna die Get out. Old and die out. Like, that's just what it's gonna be. And then that's why you know what's great about you know what's going on now. We have social media. Social media is an excellent thing. It could also be you know bad, but for the most part. You get to interact with people. You know what I mean? Like you get to see different cultures. Like you said, what's going on in you know down down south? What's going on, on the east side? What's going on, on the west side? You right. get to see what's going on. You get to follow different people, and um, you know that's why you know it's it's good because a lot of people are young and they're not just falling into oh I'm going to be racist. I want to be this. I want to be that. Like you're just living. You know what I mean? You listen to all types of music. You're doing all this stuff because right. you genuinely this is you. You're not. That stuff's all talk. You know what I mean? That you're taught to be racist. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, there's no way. There's no way yeah. you, you come out. And you're just a racist person. Like, oh yeah, screw that black person. Or screw that white person. Like, no, no. Yeah, it is you're a talk. That it is talk. You know what I'm saying? It's so talk. those people die out. <laughs> yeah, and I'm hoping, like you said, I'm hoping. Hoping to die a lot faster. That means no yeah. definitely. No, I mean, I you know what you're saying. Like, and I and I, I was saying a funny thing. I'm, we about to wrap up here in a minute. But I was saying something 
I said something very interesting, and my one of my boys told me to, to mention it on my on my podcast, and I said, COVID for everybody that thinks it's a for COVID for everybody that thinks it's like been like a bad thing. It has it has been terrible. We've lost a lot of people. We've mm-hmm. lost a lot of lives that we sh- you know shouldn't have had to lose. Mm-hmm. But in that same in that same breath, I can say that I've gotten closer to my family. I've gotten closer to people that I wouldn't normally talk to when I normally have even had have slowed down long enough to talk to yeah. uh, people that I would be unlikely friends like I wouldn't meet them in the store or see some somewhere I would never think twice but because of COVID um, and people really just being like just needing people like people just needing things um, I think it's almost become a part of like it's almost been a help and I don't know if that's more of the my uh, my faith talking but I think sometimes in life when we get so busy and we're running around and we're we got our wheel spinning and stuff, we can't slow down long enough to see the sun. And I and I hate to say it like that, but like when you're too busy to the grind, your nose is to the grind, you don't look up long enough to see that there's something beautiful up above you. Hmm. Like stars, like it, it, my kids, like my kids, like my baby girl is a year and a half and like since COVID was here, I wasn't able to be personally at work. So I got to spend four or five months of time I wouldn't normally get to spend work because she'd be at daycare and I'd be at work. Yeah. So I'm like, man, like it's almost been a blessing and that's to like to attribute to what you were saying, like just taking time to spend time with the kids and getting to teach them because a lot of times where our kids are learning through school. Yeah. They're they're generating their own ideas of things and mm-hmm. that's something we can't help because the school system yep. is the yep. way it is. But mm-hmm. I, I think that as much as it has been bad, as bad as COVID has been I do think that there has been a learning, a learning um, curve to this thing. Yeah, no, I, and, and I and I totally agree. And I, and I, you know, I feel the same as you. I mean, I've just been able to spend time. You know, we always in a hustle all day. You know what I'm right. saying? So it it really allowed me to spend you know time with my family. You know, you know, but you just lose it because you're 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 on the run all day. Right. And then even for me as well, come up with other ideas like. Yeah. It, I was able to come up with so much stuff I wouldn't have been able to because I was on the move all, all day, every day. You know what I mean? So it's um yeah. So it, it's 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 been a blessing. I mean, yeah. It's unfortunately we lost lives. You know, I told you my son. You know, he he just had it. So it's like, um, you know, it's it allowed me to really focus on what's really important. Not right. at the end of the day. Not that I don't, but let's say we get lost in yeah, you, you get lost in mean? so. Um, but I took it as a blessing. I mean, like I said, you know, a lot came out of this for me. You know what I mean? True. So, um, yeah. So I know we didn't do this at the beginning because you skipped a lot of stuff you're doing. Like, I know you left you left out a lot, though. <laughs> so I mean, for for just before we get off here, man, I yeah. want you to I want you to give her t- tell everybody like stuff you got going on that that you didn't mention, and then like give them your Instagram so they can follow you. you got some amazing stuff going on, on Instagram where you're you doing a lot. Yeah. So one event particularly we have going on is um, a friend of mine a guy named Morris Derry we're, we're putting together like a Black Lives Matter of uh, event it's like a cultural multicultural day as well uh, that's going to be next weekend not just upcoming weekend August 15th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. over at Mayor's Park we can probably put the information yeah in I can the, put it on, on my bio, on the bio. Um, and uh you know, we're just trying to get a bunch of people out. We got a bunch of cool, like, uh, 
the thing, it's in a place called Langhorn, and what's crazy about Langhorn, what a lot of people don't know, a lot of people, I didn't even know, that, you know, the railroad was through there, um, you know, underground railroad was through there. It's crazy, it's so much history in Langhorn that even Langhorn really doesn't even present, you know what I mean? So, we got like a little museum that's going to be there, a couple of black churches, like one of the churches is the oldest church. I the think oldest AME church, right? The oldest AME church, which is crazy. Um, so we got a lot of cool uh, informative stuff that will be released that day. We got a bunch of speakers. We actually have Harriet Tubman's like great, great niece, who's actually one of the speakers as well. Um, it's just a good time. It's going to be a good time. We got some good people, like my partner for this event, like, we, you know, we, it's a lot of work, obviously, and we, you know, we put it together, and you know, it's not a lot of time, but it's either way, we're gonna have a bunch of vendors, and it's, it's just gonna be a good time. So, if you can make the event come out, you know, get your learn on, you're gonna learn a whole bunch of stuff. Um, you're gonna hear some great um, speeches from different people. We got a bunch of food vendors out there, ice cream trucks, stuff like that, and uh, just a bunch of knowledge that you just may not know. So. Um, you know, talking about our culture, the black culture. So, but again, like I said, we still have other cultures and we got some other big things planned for this upcoming year. Um, but come mask, you know, we're still practicing the, uh, the social, social distancing, distancing and all that stuff, you know, you know, masks are required. Um, so definitely try to come out. It's going to be a good time. A bunch of good people there. Uh, and like I said, get you learn a little bit here. All right, man. So just on my case, in case you guys didn't know, uh, my sneaker shirt, I guess brand will be launching in November. So as we get closer to it, uh, you guys will start seeing it. Um, it's the design for uh, sneakerheads, basically. I'm a sneakerhead, you know, like you see sneakers all over in here. I got basically like my shoebox in here. <laughs> but um, it's all about sneakers. And if you love the breads, we'll have shirts that uh, represent the bread uh, colorway. If you're into the Indian, uh, in, was it? No, MMDs. Yeah, if you're into the MMDs, we'll have some type of stuff that have something to do with Adidas. We'll have a lot of stuff going on, man. I just want you guys to be on the up and up and be ready uh, when it does launch. I'm going to be doing pre-orders. I want you guys to see the designs that I'll have coming out. Um, but that's it. So for all you guys who tuned in today, peace. Ah. That's dope, man.